0: Good morning. Good morning. I have a couple of announcements. Um, Charlotte Wolf sent a message that she would like to thank everyone and especially Lisa, for all the cards she received. And also there will be no crocheting this week. on Thursday, I believe it is. It's been canceled. so Now, does anybody else have anything?
1: As you know, I'm probably a broken record, but I'm once again pitching the Men's Fellowship Breakfast second Saturday of the month. Uh, so if you are interested, please come join us. And if you would like to help cook, then a little early. And if you would like to bring something, just let me know so I, I know who's bringing what. Thank you.
2: Okay. Before I forget, okay, July 15th, 9 a.m., 3 p.m. Be doing Love 101, okay? A workshop on the meanings of love. So if you are interested, let me know so I can have handouts ready and we can make arrangements for food, all right? That's the 15th, that's a Saturday.
0: Thank you. Is there anybody else? No? Okay, will you please stand if you're able and join me in the call to worship? We are gathered here in worship to find God, ourselves, and each other. We're here to look for what we have lost, to glue together the broken pieces of our hearts,
2: and and to to reassemble the the scattered scattered jigsaw puzzles puzzles of of our our lives.
0: We're here here to wipe the tears from our eyes so so we can see a new vision of Jesus and his life. And we're we're here here to know with greater clearness what Christ's way way of being really means. And the first hymn this morning is America the Beautiful
1: on page 696. And before we start, I have a story about it. In 1892, the United States observed the 400th anniversary of the Discovery of America by Christopher Columbus. Yeah. As part of the celebration, the city of Chicago sponsored a World's Fair, which carried over to the next year. It was in the early summer of 1893 that a group of professors from Wellesley College visited the exposition on their way to teach summer school in Colorado. The women later compared the wonders of the man-made fair with the glory of God's handiwork in the Rockies. At the close of school, the teachers decided to visit Pike's Peak. The elevation, 14,000 feet. One of them, Catherine Lee Bates, later wrote, we hired a prairie wagon. Near the top, we had to leave the wagon and go the rest of the way on mules. I was very tired, but when I saw the view, I felt great joy. All the wonder of America seemed displayed there with the sea-like expanse. It was then and there as I was looking out over the sea-like expanse of fertile country spreading away so far, under those ample skies, that the opening lines of the hymn floated into my mind. When we left Colorado Springs, the four stanzas were penciled in my notebook. The Wellesley work soon absorbed time and attention again, so the notebook was laid aside, and I do not remember paying heed to these verses until the second summer. When I copied them out and sent them to the Congressionalist, where they first appeared in print, July 4th, 19, or excuse me, 1895, the hymn attracted an unexpected amount of attention. In 1904, I wrote, rewrote it, trying to make the phraseology more simple and direct. As you sing it, just think about the words and how great and how we need to praise God that we live in America. Thank you.
0: Please greet someone with a smile and a kind word.
2: more We are few but noisy, (laughs) Nancy and I were talking about her experience of my horrible memory impairment a couple of weeks ago when I confused her for somebody I hadn't seen for 10 years. And no, I wasn't drunk. Just, just, just old and memory impaired. As we turn to God in prayer, um, please look at um, the names uh, on our prayer list. And um, Sandy, uh, Sandy C's cousin, Carol Ann, um, is struggling with lupus. Um, and um, Sandy has asked that we remember her in prayer. Um, Let's remember each other. um, Some of us are going through some extremely difficult times. And let's remember everybody that's traveling, hearing repeatedly that um, there are more people expected to be on the road over the next week than have ever been on the road in the history of this country. So um, let's keep not only our own travelers, but all travelers in our prayers. Would you bow with me in prayer? Our blessed Jesus, simply thank you for being able to do what we're doing. Independence Day is coming up. Sadly, we tend to forget what Independence Day is really about. Sadly, we forget what our independence really means to us, including being able to do what we're doing right now. Oh, Lord, as we look around us, we see that many of us are on the road Traveling to be with family, traveling to be with friends. Keep them safe. As we look around us, O Lord, we see that some of us have a hard road. Just where we are, the road is hard. We ask, O Lord, for your presence with us for your healing hand. We ask, Lord Jesus, for your guidance. We ask for your strength. And as we turn our hearts and our minds to communion, O oh Lord, we join our voices together to ask you for forgiveness. Would you join me in the prayer of confession? Dearest God, we need forgiveness. We have badly taken for granted the liberty and the high quality of life we enjoy in this nation. Both are often denied to most of the people in our world. We have too often been blind to the sufferings and accomplishments of those who founded this country and of those who have labored through the years to make it as good as it is today. We have too often ignored the presence of your guiding hand in our history. We have fooled ourselves that we are doing it all. We refuse to realize that too often we are blessed despite ourselves. Be merciful to us, especially when we continue to forget to make the truths of our spiritual life the stuff of our daily lives as citizens of this land. Forgive us when in our rush for success and prosperity we forget the hungry, those who are sick in body, mind, or heart, those who are depressed or lonely, those who are grief-stricken or are living in fear and desperation, those who are homeless, unemployed, or rejected, those who who are victims of our success and prosperity. We are sorry. Forgive us and heal us. Strengthen us to work for their healing and inspire us to work with you to build both this nation and your kingdom where none shall cause suffering for others and all of us will be your loving children and act like it. Amen. Hear these words of assurance. Our Lord has heard us. We talk about all kinds of religious meanings for confession. The core meaning of confession is time to be honest with God and with ourselves. When we are honest, it may hurt at first, especially when we're honest with ourselves. But the only way for us to heal is to be honest. The only way to be forgiven is to be honest hear these words in the name of our lord jesus you are forgiven thank you i didn't even have to ask i appreciate that thank you could we take just a moment to listen to God in silence, and then I'll invite us to our Lord's Prayer. And the power and the glory forever. Amen. Martha, I forgot. Do we have an anthem? That was what Diane did. Okay, no worries. Would the children come? What day is today? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Why did we come here on Sunday? Hmm, that's a hard one, isn't it? The easiest way to describe it is, this is special Jesus time. Okay. Now, do you know that there's another special day this week? No. No? Hmm. You ever hear an Independence Day? Hmm. You ever You ever hear an Independence Day? No. Oh. No. Well, Today, or July 4th, is Independence Day. And it's a special day to remember a special moment in this country's history. History is about what's happened in the past. Okay? And what happened on July 4th 247 years ago, you don't have to remember that, by the way, is that men got together in a special place and wrote what is called the Declaration of Independence. This is a copy of it. This isn't it. This is a copy of it. Okay. It was an effort to tell people the reasons why the people in that room were going to do what they were going to do. Okay. As you get bigger, hopefully you will... learn more about this declaration. It's important. It talks about God, okay? And it talks about what it means to be a nation. When we get together on Sunday, okay, what we're doing is we're remembering We're remembering Jesus and what Jesus did, okay, to bring us to God. To bring us together to God. On Tuesday, there's going to be lots of fireworks. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because 4th of July. 4th of July. And there will be... Lots of noise.
3: Did you know? Um, August. uh, No. Um, this this month. Um, I'm gonna go to um my grandma's um
2: party because. Oh. Yeah. Birthday party. Birthday party. All right. Um. Oh. Okay, all right, all you big people, it's a surprise birthday party, so don't say anything. Okay, so on Tuesday, okay, you have a mission. One of the things that's happening today is I'm sending home, okay, with everybody here, a prayer. To say on Independence Day and some thoughts to focus on okay about what it means to be who we are as Christians and people who live in this country God will help us but we have to remember God so God has room in our minds and in our hearts to help us okay so I'm asking you to gang up on the big people and help them to remember to do what the preacher says. Okay? Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you've made it possible for us to be here by what you've done and, oh, Lord, what the founders of this great country have done. Help us, oh, Lord, to do good as well for the nation, and for the kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. We have goodies. Actually, Miss Nancy has goodies. Poor David is is experiencing some of the things that I experience. Now, to the big people, I have to get this back. All right, I don't know if you've ever seen. If, this is not the real thing. Okay. If it were the real thing, it would be worth six and a half million dollars, okay. <laughs> and not in my possession. Right. Right. But it's a facsimile, okay? As, as I was as I was getting re- ready for this morning, thinking what to say and how to say it, okay? For forgive me for s- sounding like a, a critic of education. All right, but children are not taught how to read script anymore. It means they can't read that. I struggled with that when I thought of it. Not that I want to bang a drum, but it's just one of those things that's, you know, and you all—you all don't know Hebrew and, and Greek, so you can't read the Bible in the, the original. <laughs> so you're deprived too. I'll stop talking. You can take the offering now. Um, after the offering. You're good, Nancy. Don't run. (laughs) No. Our Lord Jesus, what can we say? You are so good to us. Too often we focus on things that aren't going the way we want them to go. But you bless us. And we thank you. From those blessings and from our thanks we bring our gifts. Take them and use them to the glory of the kingdom of God. Amen. Would you continue to stand for the affirmation of faith? Would you join me? We believe in God, who is a smiling, hurting, loving God. God has given us everything, who knows all our sins, and who loves us still. We believe in Jesus Christ, who lived on this earth with human joys, sorrows, hungers, and thirst. Jesus had a perfect love of God in his heart and the perfect way of life to show us. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the spark of the divine presence in each of us. The Holy Spirit is our constant connecting link to God. We believe that because of these beliefs, we should joyfully share our hands in service, our minds and voices in prayer, and our lives in love for all of God's people, whether near or far. Could we join together in the Gloria? going to keep you on your feet for hymn number 624... Thank you, beautifully sung. You may be seated. My apologies for get being disordered. Folk often ask, why is there an order of worship for Sunday? That's because the preacher needs all the help the preacher can get. The focus for what I'm going to share with you this morning is Ezekiel. Chapter 33, verses 30 through 33. As for you, mortal, your people who talk together about you by the walls and at the doors of the houses say to one another, to each to a neighbor, come and hear what the Lord of the Word is that comes from God. They have come to you as people come. They sit here as my people. They hear your words, but they will not obey them. For flattery is on their lips, but their heart is set on their gain. To them you are like a singer of love songs, one who has a beautiful voice, who plays well on an instrument. They hear what you say, but they will not do it. When this comes, and come it will, then they shall know that a prophet has been among them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In your bulletin was an insert. Okay. This is for Tuesday. Take a time to pray. All right. I think it... One of the reasons that, that Thomas Jefferson's words are included is because things haven't changed. My God, how little do my countrymen know how precious blessings... They are in possession of, which no other people on earth enjoy. For Tuesday. All right. If you don't get anything else out of what I'm going to say, I hope you get this. Both the ideals of God's kingdom and the founding ideals of this nation are a very lovely song to which we are often content to merely listen rather than giving ourselves to preserving and extending. It's another way of saying the work wasn't finished in the past, either for the church or this country. This week, it will have been 247 years since a small group of determined and desperate men met in Carpenter Hall, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and came to the conclusion that the political and economic circumstances of the Americas had to change, and they had to change drastically, choosing to hang together rather than to hang separately. Okay. Do you ever wonder why John Hancock's signature is so big? He wanted to be sure that his name would be legible. Because if anybody was going to hang first, he wanted it to be him. The group commissioned Thomas Jefferson to draft a Declaration of Independence to inform the world and the future of those beliefs, values, and principles that informed the decision to force the drastic change. The document penned by Jefferson was very different from the commonly recognized final version. Susie asked me, what do you mean there's two versions? Well, there was the one that Jefferson wrote, and then there was the one that went to committee. Okay. The first draft was a radical document. It would have abolished slavery and thus averted the civil war that rent the nation 80 years later. It elaborated principles that made for ongoing revolution that is radical periodic change in government so that the government might always remain the servant of the citizenry and not vice versa. Despite Jefferson's frail- frailties and failures, and people bash him, okay, I'm not one of those people, all right. The historic revisionists love to point out he was a slave owner. However, he came to a moment of vision that transcended who he was and what he had done. And that moment of vision enabled him to launch a nation. The delegates at Carpenter Hall edited and appended Jefferson's work. There were hard politics and serious horse trading, that went on as the delegates hammered out the final document, whose beginning I hope we all recognize, When in the course of human events. Those words were a lovely song, eagerly embraced by the oppressed and abused people of this continent and later by most of the Western world, Our declaration became a declaration against tyranny in every form. Repeatedly, those who would liberate humanity from degradation have been inspired by the words that Jefferson and the Philadelphia delegates penned so long ago. In almost two and a half centuries since the Declaration of Independence was signed, the lovely song has apparently grown too familiar. That familiarity has bred a certain level of contempt, but worse, widespread indifference. That indifference has allowed us to get careless about the liberty, the justice, the equality, the hope, the vision upon which this nation was built. Fewer and fewer of us are singing that lovely song which was so vital to the emergence of this nation. And so the song's being forgotten. Some of our children do not know the words of the song at all. For them, liberty, justice, equality, hope, and vision are merely empty words. Perhaps we would do well to listen to the prophet Ezekiel. Now, on other occasions, I've mentioned that Ezekiel was one rather strange person. Okay. Even stranger than me. He offered numerous signs in support of his prophecies. The signs were things like lying on his side for months at a time. Digging through the wall of his house. And he also had visions. Okay? One of the visions was the wheel within a wheel. Which some people claim was a biblical documentation of a UFO. Let's not go there. He also had the vision of dry bones. Can you imagine overlooking a valley of bones and being asked by an angel, a heavenly being, what do you see? Bunch of bones. A <laughs> Bunch of bones. And then being asked, okay, can these bones live? What would our answer be? <laughs> Despite his eccentricities, Ezekiel was a person of considerable stature in his community. Before the Babylonians sacked Jerusalem, he had been a priest in Solomon's temple... He was a prophet. The Babylonians considered him as high among his nation's best and brightest. A little weird, but a genius. Ezekiel was among the first to be carried off into exile. The Babylonians only took the best and the brightest first. Jerusalem was totally destroyed by the end of its wars with Babylon. Solomon's temple was burned to the ground. Thousands were killed. Any people or possessions of value were taken off to the center of the Babylonian empire. The life and hope of the children of Israel was at its lowest ebb. If any good can be said to have come out of the destruction of Jerusalem, it was the people's determination to somehow preserve their religious and cultural identity. Moses was, de- was rediscovered, as was the law, what we call the commandments. Both had pretty much been forgotten as people put their religious focus on the temple and the religious rituals cent- centered there. Prophets were rediscovered and sometimes were actually listened to. There was a surge in consciousness of, about how biblically illiterate most people, including those in the priesthood, actually were. Ezekiel and other prophets of the era, like Isaiah and Jeremiah, addressed the revivalists. It was to those who saw themselves as religious That he spoke. Essentially. What Ezekiel said is. You got to understand. Religion isn't all talk. It isn't just words to be listened to. The word of God. Is to be practiced. It is to be lived. Otherwise worship. Preaching. Teaching. And all other things religious. Are entertainment. at the end of the service? Was the music good? The preacher put on a good show? Ezekiel made it clear that true life as God wants it has no room for greed, no room for injustice. And one of the things we talked about in Sunday morning coffee this morning was justice in the New Testament Okay, the justice that Jesus lived, the justice of the kingdom of God. The justice that Jesus lived wasn't about law. It was about being treated the way we treat others. Ouch. There's no room for violence, deceit, idolatry, or any form of immorality. And we're not just talking about sexual immorality here. In the scripture I read, what is the sin, the failure that God and the prophet accused the people of? Doing no more than merely listening. Listening. It's being content with being a spectator. It's failing to do anything constructive with what's been heard. It's talking a good game, but not playing one. Ouch. Ezekiel's words, the very lovely song that he said... And sang on behalf of God to the people of of his day was a song of faith in God's ultimate power to change everything for the better, no matter how bad things may look just now. It was a song of liberty, of once more being free to serve God as God wants to be served. It was a song of justice, not of vengeance. Rather, it was finding the truth in every case and restoring and preserving every person's integrity. Ezekiel knew what we need to learn again. The songs of faith and liberty are of but little value for anything more than decoration or entertainment unless the words are lived every day with everybody. Ezekiel knew that the very lovely song had the power to change people. He also knew that the people also had to want to change, to leave behind their old way of being and living so they could embrace God's way. We face important questions these days. Will we live the lovely song of faith and liberty we've heard, or will we let let the song merely be entertainment? Will we keep the song to ourselves and only for ourselves? What song will our children hear? What song will our grandchildren hear? What song will the children learn to sing? Amen? The coffee, the, the Sunday morning coffee people said, Mike, you're all questions today. Yep, all questions. And we're the answer. Not just me, us, together. When we come to the Lord's table, it's important to open our minds and open our hearts to what we're doing. One of the things that has troubled me for a very long time has been altogether too often... We, as the church, start talking politics. We talk about things like justice, and then we get lost. For me, Jesus was really clear. Politics doesn't mean anything if it's an excuse to abuse people and use people. It's in the New Testament, read it. Those were the times he had the most difficulty with the political leaders of his time. Jesus talked a lot about justice, and he lived justice, okay? He lived justice. Oh, I wish, oh, I wish that I could live justice the way that Jesus lived justice. Jesus met a leper. Okay. His question was what do you want? I want to be healed. And Jesus reply was justice. He did for the person what Jesus would have wanted for himself. And he left healed. Jesus forgave people. You ever wonder about that? Why would Jesus forgive somebody? We talk about Jesus coming from God. Okay? But we rarely talk about it in terms of Jesus' sense of justice. If Jesus was us, he'd want to be forgiven. Puts things in a little different perspective, doesn't it? When Jesus took the bread that day and he broke it and he said, this is my body, he wasn't just talking about doctrine and theology, he was talking about a reality. And when he took the cup and said, this is my blood. He wasn't talking about magic, the stuff that we call transubstantiation or anything else like that. He was talking about a reality. This is me. Every time... You break bread every time you drink from a cup. Think of me. Remember. I love you. I love you so much. I died for you. And we're to remember, when we come to the bread and cup, how much we're loved. And we're also challenged when we come to the bread and the cup. Will our goal be to love each other the way Jesus has loved us? There is the preacher with those questions again. Let us pray. Our blessed Jesus, no one can do what you have already done. You've consecrated the bread and the cup beyond anything else anybody else can ever do. Your suffering, your death, your resurrection. Make the bread and the cup your body and your blood. Your promise helps us to anticipate that you won't do this again until we join you around God's table in the fullness of the kingdom. Oh Lord. Take us, transform us. Help us to somehow become you, your body, doing your work for your kingdom in this world. Hear our prayer. Amen. Would our communion stewards please come? Ours is an open communion. All are welcome to the bread and the cup. And our ushers will invite you to come to the table. If you would, please come by the middle aisle and return by the far aisles. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, be blessed, and go in peace. The body of our Lord broken for you, the blood of our Lord shed for you, eat, drink, and go in peace. Be blessed. body of Christ broken for you the blood of Christ shed for you eat drink and be blessed go in peace the body of Christ broken for you the blood of Christ shed for you eat drink be blessed go in peace body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, be blessed, go in peace. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, be blessed, go in peace. broken for you the blood of Christ shed for you eat drink be blessed go in peace Our closing hymn is 437. If you are able, would you stand?
0: In closing, the benediction is found on page 721 of your hymnals. If you'll join me. Almighty and everlasting God, it is your will to restore all things to Christ, whom you have anointed priest forever and ruler of creation. Grant that all the people of the earth, now divided by the power of sin, may be united United under under the the glorious glorious and gentle gentle rule of Jesus Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and and ever. ever. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Be sure that you tell people that aren't here that you got out before 10 minutes after 12. (laughs) No, they won't. (laughs) And it was communion.